<laughs> yeah, <laughs> applause. <laughs> All right. So we have, uh, yeah, teach me how to say your name. Ah, That's so what we're going to start with. Let's start with that. So um, my name, I'm, uh, my name is João. 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 So first thing about okay. me, I'm going to teach you how to pronounce my name or anyone else's name who, if you happen to run into a Brazilian João, you'll make him glad. You'll make him very happy. So have you seen uh, Star Wars? I, re I reckon you, you've seen Star Wars. Like I saw, I don't know man, I saw them when I was really little. And But you know what Star Wars I know is. What Star Wars okay, perfect. <laughs> so it's actually it's related to Star Wars. Do you know the the lightsaber they the Jedi's have? Oh, you mean like? <laughs> yes, exactly. You got it. You understood. So yeah. imagine you have the Star the the lightsaber on your hand, and it's, it just came out like, it ignited. Then the sound it produces when you wiggle it in the air, not against an object, but in air. That's it. You'll make many Brazilians happy. All right. So that's like midnight wisdom for you guys tonight. That's the episode. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank uh, you guys. João. 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 No. Ju. Ju. Um. Ju. Ju. Um. <laughs> Ju. No, yeah. Uh, I came up with that two years ago hmm. in a kid's camp. Like I was. I'm a... Like, man, I always find it such a bitch to explain my name to people. It's like. You know when you're having a nice conversation with someone and then like you say your name, Khalid. Khalid. Yeah, you you say it perfectly, but you know if I'm talking to someone I don't know and like I have to spend the next two minutes trying to explain to someone how I, I pronounce my name, which is something that really doesn't even matter to me, you know, but it matters mm -hmm. to most people when they say it. I reckon you've gone through that conversation your whole life. A few times, <laughs> once or twice. So I'm just thinking about changing my name legally and. Uh, Don't. Becoming a French dude called Pierre. Pierre, oh, Ooh. well, Ooh. that is a, yeah, that's French. That's pretty French. <laughs> rock. You basically be called rock. That's what it means. Really? Rock. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. How come you do? Because it comes from Hebrew. <laughs> Peter, it means also rock. Oh, shit. It's like, and then, but in French, you would say rock. Is it Pierre? All right, but like you're pretty cool. Christian in that case. Like if you if you know all that, I didn't know you're yeah. this Christian dude. Like, oh man, if you're raised in church <laughs> your whole life and you, both of your parents are pastors, then yeah, you learn these things. <laughs> both of them. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, wow. for four generations now. But. Wow. <laughs> so start with the story of your grandmother going to. Brazil. Well, that yeah. Usually, when people ask me to tell my story, that's where I started from, yeah, partially. It's a good story. So my great grandmother uh, was born in 1922, and uh, she's uh, she still lives. She's 95 at the moment, Damn. and at the time, Finland was a little bit bigger of a country than now. She lived in Karelia, which is the part of Finland we lost during the Second World War to the Russians. Okay. Or the Un Soviet Union at the time, and so she was from. She's from there, and she had to flee twice because of the Russian invasion. And yeah, so they've left everything. Everything's still in Russia right now. The, the, her city, her no, her village, and her, the house is probably not even there anymore. But so she moved elsewhere to Finland, and in that process, she started working for a Salvation Army, which is um, a Christian, a non like non-governmental, beneficial, like a charity foundation. 
And she started, her and her husband at the time worked there. And well, this, she was married to a Finnish. She was married to a Finnish, my great-grandmother. Damn. Uh, she, she got married. She, her name is Martha. She got married to David so Hamelin. Maybe we should be recording with her instead. Man, well, maybe we can. She, she lives in Kallio, which is only a, like, it's, it's not that far. Let's go right after this. Fuck yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I haven't even told her story, but well, after living in uh, around Finland after the war, she decided with her husband to move to Brazil mm-hmm. as a Christian missionaries, right? So this was in the fifties already, and they moved to Brazil, and along with her went her three daughters, one of which was my grandmother, Annalie, with the age of five, and there, they they stayed there. They for a like my Finnish family stayed there in Brazil for maybe a 50 years in total. Uh, they did missionary work, they spoke of the gospel and did a lot of uh, charity work, basically. And well, after that, after the, all those years, my mom was effectively, um, she was born in Brazil and along with her, her uh, sisters and brothers. And so I have this, I'm Brazilian, I'm way, a lot, very Brazilian, but I have this one quarter of myself who is, who is from Brazil. No. You mean genetically? Genetically speaking, yes. <laughs> genetically speaking, you're a quarter of Brazil. But I'm a quarter soul, Brazilian. Your soul is pretty Brazilian. Yes, I'm very Brazilian. Yeah. But I, I, I'm proud of my little puzzle piece of Finnish. Yeah, that's how they got there. And how I like to put the story usually is that mm. I tell that it was like it was a master plan of my great grandmother's or whoever's idea it was originally to go to Brazil, exchange some genes, and just come back. Yeah. Just it was it was a round trip. Yeah, I went and there. That's the Finnish genetic gene pool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Married some Brazilians and got back. So, like both of your, mm. so you had your grandmother and her sisters were also, like basically raised in Brazil. Yes, all of them. Some of which are still there. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're Finnish set, uh, descendants, but they're still there. My family, my mother, her sister, and grandmother, the same who went through, there during the 50s, we all moved back to Finland. So the family is a, a little bit divided. Some there, some here. Okay, but you're still in contact. Very much. Okay. Very much so. But I mean, the thing about Brazil is that even if you're Brazilian, you're you're a bunch of other things always, right? Like it's, it's the place where <laughs> genes come to mix. <laughs> yes, it's like exotic, <laughs> a little bit of everything, all spice, spiced up. That's true. We have Germans, a huge German, German colony, places they still speak German. But you told me your surname's German, right? As well, yeah. Okay. From So the Finnish grandmother married a Brazilian who's actually a <laughs> G- German. Okay. Like he's a Brazilian German and okay. his surname is Frank. Frank. So you're you're either if you're Brazilian, you're either Portuguese, of definitely of course, effectively. Um, German, Japanese is also a huge colony okay. in Brazil. And or Italian. That's it. Or some Afro descendant, right? But you don't have like Mexican or Argentinians that No, they're also Europeans. <laughs> like they they have the same story. Like like every Argentinian is either is probably Italian. They're all Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all Italian. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, cool. That's cool. So these, all these cultures, uh, they went to Brazil and they brought their own cultures, except like uh, traditions, gastronomy, and they elaborated. They got all mixed up. And Brazil is ba- Brazil, especially Brazil, but other countries as well, are very rich culturally. Bit of everything. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, it's really good. It's cool. 
tea? You want tea? Yeah, yeah. for sure. We made some tea, guys. I, I wish I could serve Share it, for it you. with everyone. Yeah. Ginger, especially cut by Khalid. Khalid? Khalid. Khalid. It's Khalid. Yeah. Zhao. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the stuff. That's the stuff. So how have you enjoyed your... Stay in finance? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was cool, man. Like, I... A part of me wanted to, I don't know, explore more. I've just I've just been in Helsinki. I haven't gone anywhere outside of it or to see anything. Uh, hmm. But yeah, like, I was looking forward mainly to swimming in an ice pool. And I did that. So. Oh, you did that. And man, like, it's so fucked, you know. We did it together. And that's that's where we met you know, mm-hmm. in the sauna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're in the meeting someone in the sauna, and you're best friends instantly. Yeah. So so it's so fucked because your your internal temperature, your body temperature is so hot when you when you leave the sauna, and like everyone was really going hard, you know, like that was one of the hottest saunas I've been in in a while. Mm-hmm. And you go out and like you like I was so excited and looking forward to getting into the cold water that I really wasn't scared, you know, I was just ready. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I go in and like the second you go in. Everything in your body is telling you, get the fuck out. <laughs> Everything is just screaming like, dude, what are you doing, man? It's basically it. Yeah. But you have to tell this, you have to like slap this voice in the face and like, shut the fuck up, you know? Like, yeah. I'm here and I'm doing this and I, I want to be cold. <laughs> but it's such a weird feeling. Like, sure, I, I shower at the end of my shower, I shower with cold water. I don't know if you do that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing in every way, but I, so I was, I was sort of ready for this, but I didn't, mm. didn't expect it to feel this way because everything tightens up, you know, and everything is like, it hurts, but it isn't painful. It's just, no. Yeah. It's good. It's good pain. <laughs> it's good. pain. It's good pain. <laughs> it's good pain. But imagine, man, you're going from 80 degrees at least mm-hmm. to zero. That's 80 degrees difference. For your body mm-hmm. so it's like whoa whoa what what is this what are you doing to me that's not you i love you you know going from two extremes so quickly is uh it's interesting that that's, that's actually so good for you you know it's, it is it's so weird that it is i think that's an interesting thing for finnish people like uh, uh, analyzing finnish people i don't think we would have survived if we didn't have the sauna because yeah. of course it's cold to begin with but it also it's the sauna serves for a lot of things but Finnish, I don't know. I think in, that shows that Finnish like extremes in a way or another. Okay. Like, I think they, they really enjoy extremes. They are pretty extreme. Yeah. Like, I think Finnish people are quite... Some call them Viking. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine. Only the sauna, like the sauna example is one, but... Then they had... The, in Finland, we have this thing called Sisu. Sisu. Sisu is like the, the... There's probably a good word for it in English. But it's like when... The attitude to finish have like the persistentness, the toughness. You just you just won't stop. Like stubbornness. Yeah, it's even that. You can even call it stubbornness. You just do one thing. You just do it. Yeah. It's a sisu. It's like how how sitke you are. How. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Boss. And it's a characteristic of the Finn. They. They do it. They do it. Whatever is necessary, they go through it. Yeah, like for me, I, I no bullshit. Help, I couldn't help comparing Germans to Finnish people, and generally, mm. I think we talked about this. I felt like Finnish people were a bit warmer than mm. Germans, mm-hmm. and 
I might be wrong, but I think this has a lot to do with the sauna. I don't think Germans sauna half as much as... I don't think anyone in the world saunas as much as... No, probably not. Dude, it's insane. I don't know if it's that related. I don't know. No, I think like because they're both very cold areas. Finland is even colder than Germany. Mm -hmm. Germans are just socially cold. Mm. You know, I, I get Finnish people maybe... They, they need their space sometimes and, and they have these quirks that Germans have but Germans cannot express emotions almost at all usually you know mm. like some people of course do but I think like in the sauna it's very different you actually you're very different people once you sit you sit there and you're super warm and you're fucking naked and you're exposed <laughs> that's not a problem you know? yeah that's that... not a problem and you're you get used to that from a very young age I'm pretty sure almost all Finnish people lost their virginity in a sauna already. <laughs> you know, so like, I think like having some of that something like that in your culture is so deeply rooted. It changes something about you deep down inside, and it allows you to sort of be warm within all of that coldness. So, mm. it's an in- interesting observation. Yeah, in the same time, I mean, you were. I think you were privileged because you were in a sauna where there were a lot of people speaking. But that's not always the case. If you go to these public saunas, um, you're likely not going to start a conversation with anyone. <laughs> no, or no one's going to start a conversation with you at all, at least. That's that's the status quo, usually. But I also think it's a fact because you're in the capital. And Helsinki, fin- the F- Finland in general, I think, is going through a, a good phase right now. It's growing, especially the capital area. It's become very cosmopolitan. A lot of people, peoples going going around influencing and even the Finns are starting to open up like really like yeah in in a good amount I'm I'm really positively surprised because I've been traveling a lot back and forth during these past three years especially especially and when I come back to Finland I see a change like little by little gradual change every time so. yeah cool. more foreigners but but as some might complain but that's not but that's not issue like it affects Positively, the environment, no, the the people, the culture, the, the society, cult. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've been traveling back and forth mainly to Brazil, or? Ah, oh, no, man. I um, I uh, continuing my story. I um, mm. I started university back maybe four years ago here, Polytechnical, and then um, I decided to put it on a hold, and I traveled to Asia for eight months. Okay, where in Asia? And Southeast Asia, so your countries you get the cheap ones, <laughs> Thailand, Myanmar. Uh, oh, Myanmar is supposed to be beautiful, right? It is gorgeous, man. Dude. It's so crazy. Uh, the like the I, I didn't know places like that existed. Only my wildest dreams. I felt like Indiana Jones, like discovering places not many people have been to. Like tourist wise, there aren't that many people there. Yeah, but it's, it's totally worth it. For it's sure. so worth it. Mm. So that I really recommend all no, people. I saw like you. I showed you this rotating picture thing on my laptop. So every day I get a new picture, and uh. every other like week or month I get a picture from Myanmar, and I'm like, what? The oh, like, the temples that they have <gasps> reach into the sky and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The temple, like the field with the temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that place is epic. Yeah, that place yeah. is so cool. I was like, I need to be there right now. I, Bagan, it's called Bagan, Bagan and you, yeah. like it has begun. No, Bagan is like the best place. I've, it's basically one of the best places I've ever been. You literally feel like Indiana Jones exploring those temples. 
Because you can go to every single one and climb so them. You can climb you can them climb for now because they're not <laughs> protected. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a good idea to climb ancient temples because they will, like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah, they'll just break down eventually. Like the the earthquake two years ago really, like, destroyed a couple, a lot of them. So yeah. So yeah, but Asia was great. I also went to Malaysia, Indonesia. Basically, I got a good sense of um, the countries, the religious, uh, like re the religions, the how lifestyles that people have there, cultural food. I really went with the idea that now I want to learn. Like I want to see what it's about. Like for sure, man. Yeah. Did you go with any expectations when you went there? Like any. Uh, only some things I wanted to do, like pre like uh, surfing was one of the things I wanted to do, but expectations? Well, I, I, no, I mean, I, I imagine the food being really good as it was. Not too many. I Consciously, I chose not to think about it too much. Just, just go yeah. and see what there is, yeah. really. Yeah. What is presented to me. Mm. That was really good. Cool. Yeah, it must have like really changed you after eight. I think, I think <laughs> eight months in Asia going around. <laughs> it does something. Those cheap places. It does something. It does, it does something, something to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still not sure what it did to me. No, it, it does it does change a person. Yeah. You, I think the best thing is you just you get a broader world view, and then um, once you leave. But before then, mm. did you travel as often or? I've always traveled okay. quite a lot. I've been very fortunate to get opportunities to go to different places. Yeah, but not never in this extent. Like I wanted to have a break from things, from Finland, from the setting here. I wanted to challenge my my own views, so that that really helped. Uh, because once you go far away from your home, you go with everything you have in your head, like your settings, your but then you look at everything from a distance. Okay. So you look at home, you look at your family, you look at things from a distance and you also start thinking about them differently. And you might occasionally find something, some things there, like things you didn't see that were there the whole time. About yourself or a relative or a person or a, an event. And that's what really happened to me. I, I kept seeing, understanding my mother and my dad better uh myself better some things like childhood things or like things that i never really finished thinking through and you, you know? had the time to go through all the thoughts a lot of stuff like yeah, I, yeah. Damn. stuff that I, if i had stayed in finland and just continued on my like university career thing i would have probably wouldn't have thought about at all maybe maybe could just could continue life without never thinking about it so it's good. I recommend every like I recommend after high school go travel or do something. Do do something. Something. Yeah. Don't go to university just yet, <laughs> unless you really know what you want. Unless you really know yourself by that point. Yeah, I mean, very, very, hey, very, you know, like good for you. <laughs> I admire you. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. No. Like I made that mistake, you know, I went to university for a year in Jordan and I, mm. I was studying chemical engineering for a year mm. and I was, I just got that depressed, I was in a depressive state where I was like, no, I'm not where I want to be and I'm not doing what I want to do and if I keep going on this path, I'll never really know myself, you know, I'll never really mm. figure out who this motherfucker is and I'll never, <laughs> I'll never <laughs> get to where I need to get, you know, and I just threw that away and came to, to Germany and now I'm here.
So I'm really happy with the progress because you like mm. whenever you go through that drastic change, you always feel like when you explore these memories or these thoughts or really try to figure yourself mm. out, there's always a lot of pain associated with that that comes along. Yes. You have to really go through that. Like a part of me right now is okay with feeling this, this feeling of emptiness or loneliness or pain, but back then I wasn't... You always try to avoid it and thinking about these thoughts, you try to avoid those too. And I'm glad I got to think about them and I faced them and I'm glad you mm. got to do that too. For mm, sure. man. Whoa. Yeah, man. So, so was it so that you, 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 you did have a break? Sorry, I missed out. You went to Germany and it, because you didn't want to stay in Jordan. Yeah. For that matter. Okay, that's, yeah, exactly. that's really Because really, man, like really I, was, cool. I was in my own bubble as well. Sure, mm-hmm. like I, I traveled around some like mainly still in the middle east right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. either if it wasn't dubai saudi or jordan or lebanon or egypt even but still like you're still surrounded by the arabic mentality of people mm-hmm. the that same culture like it's more of the same it's slightly different you know but it's still more of the same mm-hmm. and europe was a drastic change and i did come here with a lot of expectations you know i came here with thinking that you know because all we oh, were fed yeah. of yeah all we're fed fed from as since we're young is like uh. you're seeing all of these movies you're seeing all of these tv shows or media or s- social media you're seeing all of that not whether you like it or not it's building a picture in your head of how mm-hmm. things should be and then you go to germany and you're like you expect things to be the way you think they are in your head and they're nothing like that you know really was it really different it was very different for me man yeah. oh wow very, very different uh, people were I don't know, I think I think if I wanted to point my finger at the problem with middle with the Middle East right now is that we're just focusing on the wrong things. We're focusing on the wrong problems. We think that the things that really matter to us are. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to offend anyone with saying this, you know. But we, really, we're we're focused Ooh, on. But very, if it's cri- constructional critique, I think. Yeah, uh, because I I have a lot to say about this, you know. And I've, I've talked about this a bit uh, before, and I'll go more into into it in depth later. But people generally are too short term, mm. short term oriented, and there's not there's not there's not mm. much room in in Jordan or the Middle mm. East in general for people to grow into being themselves properly usually because there's not it's not facilitated mm-hmm. growth isn't facilitated mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. like here in finland if you wanted to apply for some student grant money to help you pay for your apartment you can do that yes you don't have the resources there mm-hmm. in jordan to do that for example but there, you also don't have an area like a park or or a building you could go to where you can practice doing something that you think is interesting like uh, parkour or you know, like I remember mm. seeing the first time I was in a park in Germany during the summer and I saw mm. this girl come and just put two lines between trees and start practicing balancing between mm. on the line. Mm. And I thought, fuck, that's so cool. Okay, she, she she's falling a lot, but she's doing something she's interested mm-hmm. in. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's not a pro, but she's learning, yeah. Yeah, and you don't have the room to grow or learn anything like that there. Is it not like, is it like a silence, silent thing? agreement that it's not okay to do that in public it's a silent agreement that you're not it's not okay to do that yeah uh-huh. yeah it's like people judge you for trying to be anything else than then, what everything else around you is you know? like if you try breaking right you become curious of something like hmm i wonder like, yeah. like sometimes there's, there's resistance you know there's uh hmm. 
like people will always be watching mm. we don't give each other the space we don't give each other the room to just be you know like i i was with a friend of mine uh haven't seen this friend of mine in like a year and a half i think you'd really like him i'll introduce mm-hmm. you <laughs> <laughs> uh, he studies in Prague right now and um mm. I, th- I think he'd really enjoy him anyways so i haven't seen him in like a year man and i was so excited we we go we grab his car and you know we grabbed like a bottle of wine just him and like just the both of us and we go drive to this hill now the nice thing about jordan oh man is mm. the scenery like you get mm. to look at the scene you look at the it's like looking at the stars but on the ground right so you, you, you you're at you're at a hill and you park your car and you look at like everything under you and it's just like this other a part of the city that's more like a town and and it's just the way it's lit it just looks really nice and it's it's nice and you're the air is nice and clear the weather is fantastic so we mm. lay on the hood of his car and we just start talking and we're drinking this mm. <laughs> bottle of wine together you know that's not very legal sure mm-hmm. but the feet like there's cars that were passing behind us every now and then and like the thing is is that because i know that people don't let people be in Jordan. Every single car that passes, I always feel like, I feel like this car might stop and tell us to not stay here anymore, to fuck off or ask us mm. what we're doing. Mm. And sure enough, five cars later, this guy passes by and he reaches the end of the street and then he stops, reverses and comes back to us. And he's like, and like, I see him reversing, of course, like I hide mm. a bottle of wine behind the wheel and I go to him and and he he no he comes like he opens his window and he's like he's just this dude as old as you you or mm. you or me and he just looks at us and he tells us like yo guys what's up what are you doing here and you know my friend and I were both very verbal you know like we're both very good at talking to people mm-hmm. and we're both good at mm-hmm. de-escalating situations let's say mm-hmm. but a part of me was pissed <laughs> <laughs> a part of me was like super I was angry man like just fucking leave like us what is it, yeah what is it to you like we're yeah, here just, just fuck off you know like what are you like, you like coming here too, looking at the stars of the city? Like, okay, join, join. park your there. That's, that's what I said to him, actually. So, <laughs> so like, I started getting passive aggressive with everything that I said, you know. So, so he starts asking us, like, uh, yeah, what mm. are you guys doing? And, mm-hmm. I, and my friend tells him, like, yo, we haven't seen each other in a while, and we're just chilling. Mm. And mm. I look mm. at him, I'm like, oh, did did we bother you? <laughs> is is that you know what this is? Did we did we bother you? Should we should we not be here? Should we we will we'll leave right now if you <laughs> want us to leave? You know, but just mm-hmm. tell us. And he's like, no, 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 just check. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to check up on you. You know, my grandmother, he doesn't even live there. His grandmother lives there, like in the corner away from us. Uh-huh. And he just came to visit her. Uh-huh. He's going away from, I don't know what he was doing exactly. But he just felt the obligation to make sure we're not causing trouble. Who the fuck are we causing trouble? <laughs> we're just chilling on the hood of a car talking. Just fuck off. And... <laughs> And like, yeah, anyways, like he, he leaves and like we continue, but but he just tells us like, yeah, mm. just do, try not to stay here too long, you know, mm. fuck? this is not your road, man. This is this has nothing to do with you. But, you know, escalate that situation to a, like an entire fucking country, man. This is you can't you can't do anything anywhere without anyone observing you or coming and telling you like you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing doing it like that. And it's it just it fucks it fucks me up a bit because you're all following these set of rules that you think that you need to abide by socially mm-hmm. that really aren't getting you or anyone anywhere. <laughs> and if you if like this dude decides to put his car mm. there and chill and just talk with his friend just like we did, 
I'm pretty sure someone's gonna approach him too, you know, and ruin his night. But I don't think he'd react to it as calmly as we did. I think he he would have got like angry, like he would have said, "This is my neighborhood, and who are you to come talk to me?" And mm-hmm. that's that's another mm-hmm. thing. We have mm-hmm. this this sense of entitlement where we think we're we're we own shit that we don't own. We have the sense of you have the ju- the the yeah the right to. Well, yeah, I understand the attitude. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we don't try to be better because of that because obviously we're already perfect, right? <laughs> and and you know we do so many things wrong. And and for me, like even in school, I've always thought these are the rules. Maybe I couldn't verbalize what the rules were, but I knew they were there. Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't I didn't see any value in following a rule that I didn't think needed to exist. So if this rule didn't have any value, why are we following this rule? Hmm. You can all follow it. I'm not gonna follow this rule. But you've always thought this way. Yeah. Like your yeah, pro- yeah. process. Like that's why I, I don't I see the sense. Yeah, like, I don't see the sense in any of this. You guys are not happy. You, you guys are hmm. doing things. You're wasting energy in ways you don't need to waste energy. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you need to fucking focus on, man. Focus on your life. <laughs> you <laughs> know, don't focus on me. You know, like focus on your own life. Even walking through the streets, man, I feel observed. You know, like. People, people watch. People are always watching. People are always judging. Like, sure, people judge everywhere yeah. you are, no matter what. But like, they judge know. something. But you feel like you have a big pairs of eyes, like looking at down. Always, there. always, man. Especially if you're a girl. Like, if you're a girl, you're well, observed. Yeah, that's big my. Time. Where's that from? I don't know, man. I think it's. it's why, uh, why is that? How has it become that? Like I thought, I thought about like I can't tell you the the no I yeah can't tell you it's, the a whole, it's a different, so it's a whole different podcast thing. yeah series. But I, I think I think it has to do with the way our culture is formulated and how rigid it is, mm-hmm. and then comes the the mental framework of mm-hmm. that's laid on us that that shows us how this world is through media, right? So mm-hmm. you, you, we're watching these movies and. People are watching porn and masturbating and, mm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're horny by nature. We're human beings. Mm. It is powerful. But culturally, mm. you can't have sex, you know. And then, like, you're always watching these naked women online and in movies. Wherever you turn, there's there's sex, there's sex, there's sex, there's sex, and from the Western world, and, and then yeah. Yeah, it's very easily access accessible. And mm. our culture, how you act culturally, you have to get married if you want to have sex. Like you could mm. you could mm. get lucky and have sex with a girl, but Generally speaking, if mm. anyone finds out that this girl had sex, her reputation is fucked, you know, and like then your reputation is sort of, huh, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, it's a bit mm. different. It's, it's, of course. Uh, which is also fucked, but it is. But I, I, I think that's the problem. I think it's just that we expect from the media and from what's given to us that the world should be in a certain way, but the world that we're, we inhabit is not None. that way. Mm. So you look at women with that look of. And porn really objectifies women for sure, you know, and like that's that's why I think like, yes, you see women and you see them as objects, and that's wrong. But mm-hmm. how do you change that? <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a lot of cultures are going through a crisis. Yeah. Like I would say, every single culture has for a long time, and some started before, some started later, but they're all going through crisis, and. It seems like the Arabic culture as well, but going, for instance, on on topic of, about porn, it's uh, I think it's global. That it's um, it's I don't think it's a it's in any way healthy, because Jordan Peters Peterson talks about this, and I I, I had thought thought about it a little bit before that, but he really summarized my thoughts. He he says that 
the the, the thing with porn is that it's it's not good because you should be delaying gratification, right? You know that? Like you're you're taking something too easily, too, too quick. Easy. It's too it's easy. like a high, it's a quick rush, you know? Yeah. And it, everything that comes in short term, yeah. it's not good if you think long term. And in life if you want a stability, you want a good life, you want you want to have like objective and dreams come true, you need patience, stability, a long vision, determination and patience, you know? You and then that's just like like a quick out. And I think like it's not only a problem there, but it's a problem in Finland, I would say. And and also a problem that affects Brazil a lot, which does share a lot of what you just said mm -hmm. in different ways. It's funny you say that like societies right now are facing, cultures in general are facing mm -hmm. a crisis. Yes. Most of them. And maybe like if we mm -hmm. try to look at that, maybe it's because of the the Western propagation of its own culture everywhere a little uh, bit everyone has mm -hmm. to sort of find the balance between what they already know or what's, what's worked for so long with what's yes. supposed to be dominant and the norm right now for everyone and you have so much exposure from both sides from mm -hmm. your immediate surroundings and from mm. everything that's coming at you from everywhere else mm. so that might be the reason mm -hmm. i think crisis in afterwards especially they're good they're they're usually, they're good usually. i mean it, it, this is not new like you need to evolve somehow and usually it's worse before it gets better you know like yes like i'm really i feel really blessed of all the hardships i've had in my life of all course. of yeah, them yeah, 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 yeah. because after you go through them and survive them that's the best feeling you'll get it's yeah. better than a quick rush <laughs> it's better than <laughs> anything like that long-term happiness for sure yeah and uh but at least you take lessons out of the things that happen But to that's you. the point, I think, like, uh, you have something, like, you gave you an example. I think it, it's a moment to, where a culture, a people, needs to reevaluate their values. Because if they survive all this way, there definitely needs to be something good, in my opinion. There, every culture has good and bad. But for in order for a culture to exist and a group of collective people to get as far as they have, there has to be something good. Their applied traditions, habits, and the choices they've made that, like, I think, like, they survived for some reason. And I think it's, they because they have a lot of good. Every single culture has a lot of good. Uh, but then in hardships, in moments of crisis, you need to reevaluate, re-update. And it's true, the propagation of Western media really shuffles it all. Yeah. Like, you travel in Europe, I, I mean, I see differences in countries. There are differences, but I also see the similarity. It's 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 very similar in a way, especially people our age. Mm. We're more submerged in the same things. Mm. We talk about the same thing, and this is we we. I think all all, who, all the people who are listening to us right now, like they know about it. They know it. It's man, we're speaking. We're doing this in English. <laughs> and in Finland. Palestinian, Brazilian, dude, chilling. Yeah, like drinking tea. So the yeah, it is one thing, definitely for sure. But it also raises the question like what is truly valuable? Crises are, are great opportunities in an individual an societal individual, like level. In, your, in your own life and society. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You need to reevaluate what is truly good. Mm. Well, how how do you because that's a question to ask, you know, like how do you actually evaluate if something's good or not? And you look at that the way I like to look at it mm. is, is to see long-term or short-term value, who benefits the most, who gets hurt. What do you actually get out of this that you can carry with you for a long time? 
And it's hard to answer that for each individual. I don't think it's up to us to answer it. You know, it's no. But it's it's no. hard it's hard to convince every individual to actually want to go through that. You know, because like we're, we're we run by our mm. motivational circuits and systems, and we think, okay, this makes me feel good. I'm gonna do more of that. This makes me feel bad momentarily. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna avoid that, even though, and like I mentioned this example before, like starting showering with cold water good habit yeah but at the beginning you're like like when i went into that water today everything in my body told me get the fuck out you know as soon Mm -hmm. as possible and when i got out i I look back at the water and i see this like 50 year old finnish woman with perfect skin man like she was Mm -hmm. she looked so young she had gray hair though but she looked so young and she went into the water like she's just fucking chilling, you know, like she mm. like a duck, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a vacation. On a, on a pond. On a pond, you know, and like with ducklings behind in her. She's pond. just like, okay, this is yeah. nice. You know, she like <laughs> twirls a little bit, puts her head oh, down, comes Finland. back up. You know, she, look, she looks at the lifeguard and she like, uh, she shouts at him in Finnish for some reason. I don't know what the fuck she was saying. Asking I'm, how cold it is. I'm Only gonna, two, yeah, minus yeah. two. I'm going to assume she's saying, dude, this, this water is not cold enough, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like i looked at her and i was like fuck yeah you know this is you can see like how tight her skin is how good her posture is how awesome her body is mm-hmm. and, like it's like your body is telling you avoid this but it is good for you but you just have to override that and yes. continue keeping on doing it and that is a sign of becoming an adult in my opinion it's having it's realizing that some choices for the better good and the long-term good, you need to do sacrifices. They're like, it's not sacrifices, but like a little pain is good. A little pain is good. And and we need to remember that. I, it's part of maturing up, I think. You, I, I, you started talking about the lady in the pond and the duck, duckling in the pond that they're really messed up my mind right now. Uh, but, no, but that's essentially that's it. And it, you need to be able, like, I was talking to today. I was talking at church with the worship group I play at. Um, we had a moment where we were discussing about coming late, and then that topic led to other topics. But I, 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 I raised my hand. I wanted to talk about the, um, like, doing work. What is work? What is work? I think work is really important. The idea and the phenomenon of, of working is something I find extremely important because in it, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak about this in a, uh, more broadly. Um, in life, I believe that if you want to achieve anything, they say you need to work for it. And that is true. And it can be anything. It can be physical labor or mental labor at a desk office. Whatever you want to achieve, it can be building up your own character. It can be anything, but if you want to have a good life, I think it only comes if you accept the fact that you need to work for it. And that's healthy. And when you asked about the, um, how do people re, uh, reevaluate um, in this situation, like what is good or what, what are good values and what are not, I think you have to look at your, first of all, you need to look at your roots. Where do you start off? You were born in Jordan. I was born in Saudi Arabia, but raised in Jordan. So. Okay, okay, but you were born, you were raised in a certain way. So you need to. I, I, I think it's really important to know where you start off from, because that tells you that's your basis. 
and then after that you can choose whether with your own uh, consideration you can choose whether that is for good for you or not but you got to start from there and there's so much you can do man it's a work i think understanding your roots is something that can take you a lifetime yeah. it's a continuous process yeah. like i would say things i attribute to myself like one is my christian um, um upbringing the other are like brazil definitely that's a huge thing i got i'm reading books about it now so i can understand my roots better to evaluate if i want to include them in my life or not and that's the process and, and then i have finland and i have a lot of things i'm a very colorful guy um uh but that's those are the things people should be thinking about especially people our age because we can we're young and we can because the world is very different from what it was with our parents and their parents so we really need to be attentive and reevaluate those things and talk about them yeah. and be courageous enough to bring them out mm-hmm. and i find that and work on them like that's this is work focus, yeah. like you thinking about things that's also work you need to be doing <laughs> so but going back to your roots and i, I think uh, to concise this you want to get answers and reevaluate things you gotta i think it's really good to talk with your parents yeah that's it's hard to talk to your it parents, is man. but man really the hard. moment you make you become friends with your parents oh it helps so much because you realize you're on the same side <laughs> and they're they, they don't hate you they love you they really love you and they really just want your best you yeah, know really like are. i'm not generally yeah that's it they want they want they want you to do better than you they did you know and it's an it's progress it's evolution it's i love that and it's good to talk with parents talk with them evaluate like ask them like why did why did why this why that yeah my dad never knows how to answer those questions well that's great <laughs> you think th- because he he hasn't found the answers himself yet no, but he, not, he doesn't think about it at all no. yeah okay then you have people like yeah older people tend not to mm. but man ah uh, it's so good if you find anyone in your family or person that is closely associated you talk with the person go deep in questioning and understanding because tradition are they're there for a reason they took us so far and if we neglect that we just become hippity hippity no we're gonna like for instance i sorry uh i i i'm a very structured guy i think people should have structure character posture especially men men need it a lot you right now principles and values that you yes, follow your life that you are aware of or at least you're looking searching for them mm going towards finding and them. you act in accordance to those yes values and you whatever. speak what you you talk you, you walk the talk <laughs> nat king cole use this phrase you walk the talk you, you, walk, it, yeah. you walk it walk you don't even like you have to talk, talk about it you just walk just about walk it, it. <laughs> walk about it <laughs> you walk about it, <laughs> walk about it oh the yeah the aboriginals in australia walk do the walkabout i think they really got it figured out <laughs> you know the walkabout yeah. it's the 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 right the ritual young boys perform in order to become men they have to go into the wilderness to the outback and like i don't know what it entails but they do like a journey on their own mm. with the acquired knowledge they have of that time and it's the a right they perform so they go through like the, forest, the wil- jungle oh they don't have jungles or forests i think it's mostly <laughs> desert isn't it yeah. but they go to the sacred places and they have to find them themselves you know they're not helped by anyone 
except yeah, yeah like but like if you if you take it to face value like you you throw the boys into the unknown yes you have them figure out and sort the unknown on their own and then they come back yeah as men you know that's that's so powerful to it go is through, man like it is. if i went through that you know after that maybe like i'm a fucking man <laughs> <laughs> you know like no one can fuck with me and then like you walk the fucking talk but we don't, yeah. we don't have that anymore we have well, graduations you know what the fuck's a graduation? <laughs> well uh, in, in a way yes but i don't think it's a it's a it's a it's a I don't think it's healthy and it doesn't take you for to keep like thinking oh wait we don't have this like oh I don't need you still a woman anymore like you know they like in some cultures you would have to go and steal your bride oh and that's a sign of something oh we don't have that anymore we don't have so many other things but it's not about that Mm. like it it might sound simple for them of course it's not but I think we have good challenges now like I get excited of thinking of the challenges are people our age are facing with Mm. i think man because it's something more or less unprecedented in this form it's new it's fucking new yeah because we we have such a complex thing we gotta uh, sort out Mm. and i think it's uh, oh there's always been crisis but in this form never in this scale never so like yeah we don't we don't have a ritual that's been going for thousands of years no so what but like so many challenges to tackle with would be cool if like we make up our own ritual like and after you do this you're a man quotations yeah true i I think it'll be cool like i think jordan peterson Peterson Mm -hmm. talks about this too it's like we don't have we don't have rituals and sacrifices that we do right now that actually signify a change Mm -hmm. in in your development Mm -hmm. you're just developing and you're not sure at which stage you're that you're ever Uh, what um, where are you where do you find it yeah true so like going through because, you know, back then people used to, like Vikings, for example, mm. used to fucking sacrifice people so that mm. they can, they, they let the sacrificed people bleed on the crops and land. And yeah, true. That, like you, mm-hmm. the, next, the next yield is going to be a lot better. And there's a lot, okay, sure, that's, you can look at that and think that's disgusting, but I'm sure, like, these, these traditions existed for a very, very long time. Yes. And they exist for a reason. They work, in a sense. Sure, it's spiritual, mm-hmm. they think that. But I mean, man, if you sacrifice a person, like if you watch a person get sacrificed, <laughs> you are gonna walk that fucking talk. <laughs> you're, you're gonna know you're serious about this. Shit, you know? like, you kill the person. <laughs> well, yeah. We're all serious, and we're all gonna work towards this together. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, well, you, you should. I mean, it's no easy matter. I, I hope it's no easy yeah, matter. But if you, even if it's not a person, man, like even if you're just sacrificing a lamb or a goat mm. or a sheep, you know, and and you get your best sheep and you sacrifice that, you sacrifice mm. what's good. But that, I think, that spurs movement and change, and it lets you. Mm. It drives you. It creates willpower in you, like something. Like something you've never experienced before, you know. Like I've I've tried to think about what I could sacrifice in my life right now so that I can progress, and I couldn't really formulate something proper because I I'd like the the ritual act of burning something in front mm. of me to make it seem like this ritual mm-hmm. you know, has some type mm-hmm. of effect, but I can't burn my phone, you know, like <laughs> because mm. like, I I I I did this mm. thing where I deleted WhatsApp and all social media for a while. And you realize that, like, these things are holding us back in a lot of ways. Yeah. But mm-hmm. going going on your app and just clicking on install, that doesn't 
do it for me, you know, because mm. we are ritualistic beings. We want to see something manifest want, itself in front of us. We want to have the experience. Yes, an experience that signifies that there's been a change and mm. we're, we shifted the landscape. Now, since we're in a shifted landscape, we have to walk that talk. Mm. But if we don't do something that shows us that the landscape has shifted, then we're still in that same frame. And if we're in the same frame, it's easy for us to just go back and download WhatsApp and continue. You know, it wasn't mm. we didn't sacrifice mm. anything. Mm. Really. No, it's something we can easily get back. Mm. So I'm just like we're ritualistic beings and we're not utilizing rituals like we should either as a society mm -hmm. or at an individual level. And like this has been something I've been thinking about, like how do we find a type of ritual that's good for us or something that we should because you look at okay you're a christian mm -hmm. and you're a son of god mm -hmm. follower of christ yeah son of god so for in islam for example mm. you have you have a lot of rituals you have a lot of routines that you have to follow and i think like if you look at islam properly you find very brilliant things that are put in everywhere mm. to keep people in order you know because mm -hmm. for me the way i saw religion for a very long time is we were very animalistic in a mm -hmm. lot of ways and religion was trying to separate that animalistic side to us and bring us more to the divine mm. that's what i felt like it was essentially mm -hmm. trying to do now aside from the fact that i thought that this was a social system or ideological system that layers that every layer of people in society from the highest class of a person to the lowest class of a person can abide by mm. all of us together all at once mm -hmm. this one ideology with rituals and routines that every person can believe in and follow so that society can sustainably continue to exist and grow for a very long time mm. and that's why these religions exist since like mm -hmm. 2000 years ago for christianity and 1400 years ago for mm -hmm. islam they're very sustainable structural mm. societal systems mm -hmm. and that's just looking at them from this point of view you know and, and trying to separate you know like if with islam the rituals that i'm trying to talk about is that they try to separate you from being mm. the animal you know and that's why mm. as an animal what do you do you you fuck a lot you try to mm. to get children mm -hmm. and you sleep with maybe more than one mate your animalistic intuition like yeah exactly. re reflexes you yeah. eat you eat whatever a lot and you don't care when you eat you don't care about your routine within mm. your day you wake up whenever you do that whenever you kill that Battle guy for survival yeah it's all of that and mm -hmm. when like a religion comes it's it comes and sets rules for people to follow because they're going in a very wrong path so mm. and that uh, that creates mm. space for the society to grow in ways you wouldn't expect and I'll, mm. I'll explain that so so you have rituals in islam where you have to pray five times a day yes where you have to pray five times a day you have to also uh, wudu, you have to clean uh, yourself, purify yourself with water, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and you do it in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a specific way that you have to do I, that. I know it, time. I've actually done it in, in a mosque, yeah. Nice, nice that you've done that. I, 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 yeah, cool. And yeah, we do that, you have to do that supposedly five times a day, and that's that's a meditative act that you go through and you embody, mm -hmm. and that gives you space to sort of think and and. It is meditative, whatever mm. way you mm -hmm. want to think about it, and it cleans you and it gets you a bit out of your, it gets you out of your zone a bit and then back in. Mm. You know, you're not always stuck in this this river that's pulling you mm. who knows where. No, you get out a bit, you breathe, you calm down, and then you go back in. 
and then you can focus and that puts you when it comes to learning anything there's something called uh, diffused and focused thinking mm. so there's diffused thinking and then there's focused thinking so i can sit down and focus on a problem for a very long time and i might not be able to solve it but i focused on it let's say for mm. 15 to 20 minutes and then i go and i have a cup of tea and i just like have a walk for 10 minutes and then while i'm walking suddenly comes to me you know this this solution to the problem i've been mm, working on mm-hmm. because i gave my brain the space to leave yeah yeah and if you put that in a fucking entire structural societal system you know for everyone to do that all mm-hmm. the time five mm-hmm. times a day mm-hmm. there's a lot of benefit to that it builds self-control it mm-hmm. builds discipline it builds routine you wake yes. up at specific times of day you structure your day around these specific times of things and you know, you do them together as well in a mm. mosque and, mm-hmm. and that builds unity within your own society. Mm. You stop eating pigs that, uh, you know, stop eating pigs, dirty mm. animals, and you mm. start killing your animals in a certain way to decrease the amount of diseases that can mm. come up and kill people. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to die because of eating bad meat. No, you know? naturally. Naturally. So these rules exist for a reason that lets you as a society, not just individually, as, as an individual to live a proper life in a society that's moving in a proper direction. And hmm. then, then that creates stability within your society because not everything is so chaotic. Everything is following a proper system. Hmm. Once everything is following a proper Order. system, you have people, uh, the Arabic world, uh, golden ages, I think. Uh, hmm. I don't know how long ago that was. You had scientists and philosophers and... Like mm. our Arabs are the ones who really figured out chemistry and mathematics and algebra. And astrology. It comes algebra. from what else? What else? The al, al, so many owls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And stars, astrology, all of that. You had Arabs chilling in tents, you know, like following mm. their religion, and they had the space of mind and clarity to decide to experiment and figure things out and mm. do stuff. And mm-hmm. because of the stability that the society had, it allowed great minds to have the focus to create things that entire societies can benefit and grow from. Mm. And the only way that they could have done that was to separate themselves from the animalistic side and more mm-hmm. to the divine. You attach yourself mm-hmm. to the divine and then you can create things that you otherwise really wouldn't have expected. I'd like to go back to the example of the camera. We wouldn't have the camera mm. if this one dude didn't decide to cut the eye of a bull and study this eye and then create a box mm. where you had you'd like this room a tent box was a was a more tent. of a tent right? yeah mm-hmm. where like light came in a certain way from a little a hole yeah and then you had like this type of picture on the other side of the wall and if that guy didn't do that then because he was just like chilling and following mm. his, his decree like he's thinking he's working towards a higher purpose and fuck he is you know like we all our systems are based on visual mm. visual things right now and that was the starting moment that's that's the thing that started it to, that's the root you mm. know, that let it grow so that, that's for me like why i think like religion is important and if and for me like i don't particularly believe in one religion i just think that if i and this is really like this is speculative thought is that if i were an entity trying to govern the growth of another entity i'll try to insert things mm. in its path when i think it's necessary to move it in a certain direction mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what those religions were. I think prophets did really get to the source of what the thing was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they communicated with something that not mm. any normal person can really understand. And because of that, they were able to see systems in a way none of us really could. They could see them in a way that was so sustainable and so long term that it, it would just propagate good things into the future for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's what religions have done, you know, besides the fact that humans have a corruptive nature to taint all of these things. It's just, uh, it's just that. I think like if I were an entity trying to govern the growth mm. of another entity, I would make sure you would implement different redirected, oriented in certain ways, mm. whenever it's necessary, different phases of its life. Exactly. Until it continues to grow. And mm. And I don't think if I were a god, I'd be too attached to the fact that I want people to worship me in a certain way. I'd want them to grow as much mm. as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think worshipping something higher than you mm. and trying to live up to that ideal mm. helps people grow in ways we otherwise wouldn't. I think so too. I think well, I've had so many things. I should have put them down. Like So many things that you just, just go for it, bro. you, you grasped, on, grasped on. That's so good to hear. But I think, yes, having an idea, I think God is, being under God, being smaller than something mm. is really healthy for your own, like, growth. I think because if you put yourself in the center of the world, I think that doesn't lead to many consequences. I won't talk about that too much because I haven't really, it's my assumption, my pretext. But, but I think that is truly one thing. We... I don't know where to start, but I'll just start with this. I think it, it, it is it, it is so interesting to think about conscious uh, people's consciousness, like the consciousness of, of human beings, how it evolved and what stages they've gone to. Religions, yes, so interesting, yeah. so interesting yeah. to go into. I think I, I I try to simplify things for myself at times, like, and I think when I think of what people need, I I, I tend to start from the basics. What do we really need? Looking at ourselves as I would look as at an animal, which I think we in the baseline we more are more like. We need first of all air. We need the simple and relaxing fact of breathing. We don't do that, we die in 15 minutes or whatever. I don't know. Next thing we need water. Then we need solid food or semi-solid. Those are the things. That. And once you, we have that in control, like humans do have, you start getting other needs or partial needs. And we might, we might even invent things we need, but we really don't. Like we can go as far as we have, we do that. But it, the, those are the basic things that we need also company. That's the fourth thing. We need, we are social beings. We're social beings. We need people to, we can throw, like we have a saying in Finland, which is like throwing a ball, like, exchanging ideas so you throw a throw throw a ball and then you throw it back mm. so we throw ball throwing we need people yeah of course to calibrate and grow like you did that to me when we were in the cafe too yeah push you i pushed you i pushed just i gotta tell the story i he, he <laughs> found he saw a super cute girl in the cafeteria i'm gonna edit this out guys. yeah and then uh 
he, he was talking, he waited everybody to leave so he could go. And then he did go, and I was like, yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I encouraged him to go, and then he came back a little disappointed because the girl was apparently was staying only one day and she didn't have time to see him. Then I pushed him to go and ask again. Like, reformulate your question, but go again. And I was like, what? It, it did you good, didn't it? Like, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> like, I have no fear of rejection like i'll approach mm -hmm. any like i if, if i Taking want something risks. i think it's a shame to not approach what you want you risk like, it try it yeah of course it's a lot better than just not going for it at all mm -hmm. but the issue there is that i've never actually went back to the girl after i've been rejected once mm. i always thought you rejected me once awesome i'm just gonna just go somewhere else exactly but it, it was good you all you can't quit on the first try that's a, a good life uh, thing and <laughs> yeah it's a good lesson like an orientation and religions yes i think like they 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 are a set of rules that help us they they once we have established sufficient like our bases we have food we have all the things in order to survive in basic conditions then we open up space and energy so you should consume it in different things speculate life think why we're here we do get to uh, God's realms and like heavenly you realms. You mean to go more into abstract thinking? We go and we tend because we have, uh, I don't know if I think about it, is it a curse or not to have a mind to process and make things so complicated? I don't know. Some, I think um, it is, I think it's a, it, it is, it is a tool, if something. It is a tool and it is a part of us, there's no denying. Mm. But we're interesting beings, man. We're so interesting, and I, I find it—I find it so cool to be here. Um, man, I lost the chain of the train of thought. What the fuck are you checking your phone? Man? I'm checking course, my phone because I had topic—I ha had topics I wanted to talk oh, about, but I, uh, I and I was gonna go there. Okay, cool. Uh, but. Oh, just quickly you talked, about like, you talked about the basic needs of what we yeah, all have. But, uh, like we're trying to build those, up on that. Those are the things I think we we start off like mm. we, of course we go from the first necessity and then we start building them up. But going mm. now to religion, like I want to, I uh, I don't see myself as religious. As le at least in my church, we have um, the Christian community I tend to and go to. We talk about the spirit of religion. And what is that? It is a spirit that is actually not good. It, it, it limits you. It is more focused on perfection, on you doing things exactly like the, the book says, or dogmatic thinking says, like you getting it right. But I think m me as a Christian, like more important than that is like having a relationship with God more important than abiding to the rules i mean the rules are there to guide us and they have very powerful truths and they're a tradition as has islam and any other thing they, they're there for a reason they protect and orient the group of people for some reason but moreover it's like because god is a, a loving being god is love himself he will always love you regardless of what you do so there are things like people in, in churches fear committing a sin. Like they fear, and in a way they should fear. I think it's okay to question it because there, there some sins, some people, things have consequences that which lead to bad things. And, and it is good to think about them. But like more importantly is for you, for an individual, for a soul, for a person to experience God. Like to build a personal relationship that is not... It's not that I go to church 
and I hear listen to the person in the front talk about and that's the way I com get communication with God or through you or for any one of them. And no, I need to build that seed. I think that's the, the, that's the point that you need to your own self build that relationship with with God. Yeah, yeah with the God, same thing. The it's your relationship God. with life. Yes, it's yes. It, and it reflects everything, man. Everything. It, it's like everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's something that we have our traditions, but we mm -hmm. got to sometimes see through them, understand why they're there. It's important. Uh, it will take you there slowly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm sure that's something in Christian. I think Christians shouldn't focus. They have to. I think it's good to read all the Bible and all uh, get perspective from other people. But it's essentially you need to have a relationship with Christ. It is. And, and it's in conversation. And get to know his nature. Yeah. Like yeah. If, I, if I wanted to look at that from a psychological perspective, I look yeah. at that as hmm. how in our heads we try to build ideals of what everything is. This is yeah. the IT ideal pattern of being, mm -hmm. the archetype of Christ. Mm. And then there is your relationship to that ideal and how you're trying to approach it mm -hmm. from your individual standpoint. Mm -hmm. So there's there's Christ, the ultimate good anyone can be, mm -hmm. full of love, full there. of understanding, mm -hmm. full of respect not trying to change people but trying to understand them and let them be and then there's you with all your flaws trying your best to be able to embody the ideal of the mm -hmm. ultimate good mm -hmm. which in this case is christ mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with god and his his love as well i think mm -hmm. christ is a great example it's, he's he's my like Yes, I, I, I measure my acts according to his. Like what as, would Jesus do? What would Jesus do, man? He did. I think he did a hell of a good job. I what think he did. Jesus do? People after him, not too much. Like, uh, well, I can't really go there, but like, yeah. Uh, speak of my own self. But yeah, but yeah, he's a good, like, I, I, I use him as a reference uh, to situation as much as I can. And then, of course, there are things like, I think... Um, religious texts such as the Bible can't really answer sometimes or I, or I have not yet found uh, an answer because it was written in that time. It was that culture. It has changed. Um, yeah, and which leads me to another thing I was going to comment on. Uh, I think religions need to evolve in time. They need to... It's necessary because like I will say, I don't think any Christian in the world at right now lives according exactly according to the Bible because I think it's a physical, factual impossibility. I think you cannot. The circumstances were different there. The practices were different there for a reason, for that time. You need to evolve. If like if, What I find is the most important thing is to have a relationship with Christ. And for that, that is the essence. Like, and realize all that is to it like who you are in God's eye, a son of God, which I, everyone is, and to realize that. But it needs to evolve. It needs to uh, accept the, the, the social situations now and build it from there. Uh, but is it, it, it's my understanding that Islam is not, it's not an, uh, with radical Islam, with, there are also fundamental uh, Christians that think that opposite to that. Isn't that, isn't that so? That... You would have uh, fundamental uh, Muslims who want to stick to the original, how it's written, 
And I think there, I, I see it, there being a lot of conflict, problems, because uh, it's, I mean, it doesn't, it's not comparable, it's not the reality anymore. I mean, there's, there's religion and its evolution, but there's our relationship to that idea that mm. we're trying to follow. Sure, sure the words are there, mm -hmm. then there's how a society within its own evolution interprets that, what's written, how it interprets what's written, and how it decides to follow it. So. I mean, sure, like uh, in Christianity mm -hmm. and Islam, you have people telling you, like, the, sorry, the religion itself telling mm -hmm. you, if you're around people who don't believe in your religion, you should try to convince them to be in your yes. religion, right? Well, yeah. so, so that goes back to the system part of trying to propagate your ideas to other areas so yeah. that the system can continue to exist and grow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a self-growth... Added mechanism within the system, which is very natural. Yeah, but like there is there is methods that I can go through to try to change someone into Muslim, right? Like let's say mm. let's say I want to change you into Muslim. Mm -hmm. Do I start throwing shit at you and like start you know like being very aggressive towards you? Like you're so fucking stupid. You're not a Muslim. You need to see the path and you see to, you need to see the right way. I mean, I could go I could go <laughs> and try to change you work. with that aggressive path. It's not gonna work. Uh, what I what I could do is embody the ideal of a perfect Muslim, the, mm. which would be also Christ in that case, mm -hmm. a person full of love, a person full of understanding, patience, respect, mm -hmm. no need, no want, mm -hmm. a person who just is and within his own mind is creating happiness for himself through his own thoughts. Mm. What happened? No man, I just got a holy holy ghost uh, goosebumps. Nice. <laughs> And I could embody that and I could treat you that way and we could know each other for the next 20 years and mm. maybe after 20 years you'll be like dude I, I want to be like you mm -hmm. but wait we've known mm. each other mm. for 20 years mm. you're, you're already a lot like me because we've spent so much time together yeah. you embodied a lot of what you saw was nice in me you saw that I was kind to that stranger at some point mm. and because of that within mm. your own life you were walking in the street and there was that stranger and you were kind to him too you're not a Muslim, but you embodied the idea yeah, of what what is valued in, yeah, in that or, religion. Mm, so what's mm. what's important? Do I want you to say the words, I believe in this God and not in that a religious God. strict manner? Exactly. Well, or do I want you to actually live your day to day life living okay. according to the ideal of Christ? Mm. I think that's what I'd prefer. And I think mm. if everyone lived or tried to live towards that ideal as much as mm -hmm. possible, everyone would be better off. I think so. But at least that's how I see it, you know? Mm. Like like I told you, there's rules, there's reasons for these rules yes. to exist. Is there a reason for this rule to really exist right now? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe for some people, maybe not for others. You know, religion tries to be general to put everyone under like one flag and have mm. them all follow those rules. But let's be honest, some rules don't need to apply to everyone. But then again, it depends mm. on your self-control if you can... Like drinking, for example, mm. or doing any drugs in general, they're <laughs> usually uh, verboten, right? Like they're usually not allowed by religions, mm. at least mm. the main mm -hmm. religions. Uh, I wouldn't say, what it's not, they wouldn't call them main religions, what would I call them? The major religions, the biggest religions, the huge religions, the world religions? No, like there's, there's a term for them. I know. Um, Anyways, world religions. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, some people, like let's say, take a drug and they take this drug and they they get really aggressive and they like beat shit up and they go kill their wives or something I mean, that's an extreme example yeah <laughs> some people lose control and they do something bad because they lost control give another person the same drug and they might just 
meditate and look mm. into their minds and come up with just amazing thoughts that they can use to help other people. Mm-hmm. And you know what's to say? Should we just not let anyone take this drug and say this is bad or just having the self-control? You know, this is why rules mm-hmm. rules are mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. funny business. They just sometimes the cases are always different and you don't know what applies to when, where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they go as, as we go. Like, ah. And I need, uh, I, we need a break. <laughs> I can't. I've been drinking like, a lot like, of tea right now. Like we, can make you... another, we can make another batch of tea and come back. Yeah, like uh, I, I want to comment that though. Like I really need to pass some water, but <laughs> awesome. Let's keep the recording going and taking a five-minute minute break. Yeah, see you in a bit. And we're back. We're back. We're back, people. And we were talking about drugs. Drugs, we, oh. Rules. rules that don't apply to everyone, but they're, they tend to be treated that way. It's true. The, the, the question about drugs is interesting because you have clearly drugs that are stronger than, than others, have different effects as others, right? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I, I think drugs are advised and recommended. But generally speaking, talking about... Um, my opinion on the the drugs that we consider illegal, even like legal ones, if you are addicted to them, I think it's always been a, like a cheat code. Okay. It's like the things that you use the drug for, I think can be dealt with. Like say you're, you're, you're taking something in order to escape, say that's your reason. Then I think, well, they're already... You shouldn't be escaping. You should be facing the thing. Either. Well, well, yeah, obviously, but it's like it's not not, like, mm. not everybody taking a drug actually knows they're taking it to escape. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. At all. But they still might. <laughs> no, no, they're doing that. Like they're doing that with the illusion of thinking it's other reasons that they're mm-hmm. doing it for, and that's that's the. And it's not just easy to come and say, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this because of this. You should be facing your fucking problems. You. You lazy, lazy. No, no. But of course, if you that's not the the approach. Mm. But like, it's usually an indication. I think, if, especially if it, if it becomes a problem, it's just an For indication. Sure. It's hard to keep under control too. Mm. You always go back to that because you think it's a safe place uh, to escape to. You make it a f- safe place. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's that. Drugs are a different. Uh, it's a different topic. Man. It's let's, a different topic. Let's skip that. Let's skip that. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted. To, we were talking about religion, and just to close that topic, uh, or yeah, last comments. I'm gonna. Recently, I was exposed to this. Uh, a friend of mine told, sent me a picture on Instagram. Two phrases, simple phrases. Religion celebrates perfection. Whereas family celebrates progress. And I really like that idea. It's because, because there we are emphasizing on the importance of growing and progress and seeing actual results in a person's life, like changing into some, something more mature, something better, something more independent maybe, something more assured, you know, some character, things we consider good. So I think that's like, if religion is just aiming at getting things right dogmatically and by the book, then man, they might get lost. 
like souls might people might get lost in that, that. happens yeah. and and a true community a christian community or any community would celebrate progress instead like man look you came from there to here wow that's so good and that's so much or already like that's so much more than what was yeah. <laughs> Um, that's how I, I simplify it for myself. But it tastes like in your life. Let's go back to getting mm. to know you a little bit. Like, how, how do you feel that you progressed in your life through your stages, at least? Because your your story mm -hmm. isn't a common one, you know. Like you're torn between different cultures. You've traveled a lot, and oh, yeah. Uh, ooh, oh, that's a big tough one. But um, well, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm divided between two two cultures one being brazil naturally and implemented in finland because in in my house where i've lived with my parents it's always been it's been a uh, little brazil like you know we have little italy in some cities in my house it was little brazil and everything else was finland so it did disrupt a bit it was different <laughs> rules different guidelines different everything yeah. inside and outside like we weren't that didn't I mean, my stepfather, who 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 raised me, basically, he uh, he didn't let me speak Finnish at home. No, in home we spoke Portuguese, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty glad he did that because then I actually got to maintain the language, my mother tongue, for sure. Because of that, for sure, smart decision. Yeah, so must have made it maybe a bit awkward at some points, but like it's a good decision. Yeah, like uh, he would make me find a way to explain the thing in Portuguese instead of using it just like Finnish, even though everyone would understand. And I think that's good. Like that, he's limiting me in a way it to make you to progress. Exactly. So nice. putting limits. That's limits, yeah. Damn man, that's nice. That is cool. Yeah. I that's the thing I value knowing when to put limits on things. Um, like limiting people limiting behaviors limiting it can be anything like and it comes the term like uh discernment comes with time and when as you grow but like limiting and putting an end to some things is really important that skill um but yeah be growing up in finland was i'm so privileged I mean, I, I got to grow up in a place that is multicultural. Everybody knows that education is really good. I'm really glad to have had it. And I, I feel partially um, a need to share it, you know, or at least give as much as the good I've had to others as much as I can. I don't know in what ways it will manifest itself, but I feel that's one of my life journeys as well, to, to give or like essentially make a world a better place. Or do as much good as I can, uh, but 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 yeah, my I have a huge family in Brazil, a huge family which I forget occasionally because I'm not there. Yeah, and every time you go back, you find out you have three more cousins. You... Three more cousins, a great a great man. This is true. I went three times. The like the third time I went, maybe maybe six years ago, I went to Brazil and I didn't know I had a great grandmother. And, <laughs> Man, a great-grandmother. I have one here in Finland, but I've always been aware of her. But I didn't know I had one in Brazil. <laughs> Nobody told me. Yeah. And then I go meet her and like, whoa, are you really my great-grandmother? Yeah, where are you from? From the north. Oh, cool, tell me something about you. Oh, I'm, um, 
I'm a descendant of Indians, like Native Native Americans from Brazil. Like, whoa, are you really? Yeah, I am. And she's super kick-ass. Nice. Man, like, surprises. It's such a huge family That's I have. Such a nice surprise. <laughs> whoa. And she, she, she didn't know about me either, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was mutual on our both parts. <laughs> oh, I have a grand, great grand kid. <laughs> In Finland? In oh, Finland. oh, okay, cool. Where's that? <laughs> What's Finland? Oh, man. She's such, she's very simple, but in a very humble, humbling and beautiful way. Like, oh. and she's great. It's lovely, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, my biological father lives in Brazil. Uh, and he's, uh, I've never, he's a really big part of my life, especially in, I've come to realize it during the last years that because I've never lived with him, I've never physically like lived with him, you know, in the same house, household, I've always felt there was something missing naturally. And not that my dad had died or anything, but I felt like he's alive and he's there. And with, it's, I remember being a teen, then I started to think, man, I, I need to know about him. Like, I need to get, I didn't have contact much. I would go to Brazil, then I would visit him, then I would go back to Finland for two years, not see him, sometimes not even call that much. And that really left a scar in me, like, a big question, like, who am I? Where Where do I come from? Where's my other part? Things weren't explained, like, I have, I have the privilege, and I'm so grateful for the raising, the upbringing I've received from my stepfather, who basically raised me up. He gave me so much. He, he's been a great dad, like really. And um, it's not a self-evident thing, like raising someone else's kid, mm. Brazilian-wise thinking you. Yeah. No, but I'm so grateful for everything he did. And up until today, uh, I really admire and respect him. But still there were some things that we couldn't um, match with because I did acquire some things from my stepfather, but he had a different ter- temperament. And I like, he was different and we just couldn't understand each other on some things. Then going to Brazil, going to see my biological father whom I never lived with, but yet we had so many things in common. Like that was mind-blowing. So you've, you've barely spent that much time with him and then when you went, you, you saw that you shared so much. Yeah. yeah. Man, but things you can't explain. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like the way you... <laughs> Like little things, little like yeah. how, little how, habits. How you tell that joke or how you... Yeah, um, how you laugh, how you sing. We have the same type of singing voice. Like that's really interesting. Yeah, man, yeah. And then like him, him, like for instance, like he, he's a very physical guy in a sense that he, he comes and touches people, you know, he just like he goes and hugs and da 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 Like he, he's very there's open. A lot of, he's intimate. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. And Brazilians are in general, but he is as well, like in the same way I am. And I don't, sh- no one in my, the family I grew up with, like here in Finland has that. I have it specifically. I might come and I might give you a little nudge and a push or slap you a little bit, like, come on. Like that's, I do it and he does it as well. Like, whoa. Nice. And you see him act and it's just like, your jaw drops like, whoa. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, you share half your genes with this motherfucker. Yeah, it is genetic. It's something. I don't know. It's so amazingly cool. But he's a he. I have a huge family there. Brothers, stepmother. Tell us more mm. about your dad, man. Like, how how is he Mm. as a person other than... 
being touchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's a minor detail of who he is. he's a he's a great man. He's a he's a person I admire a lot. Um, definitely someone I I've been really grateful to. Do Do you think you idolize mm. him in a sense? You try to be like him in a few ways. Yes, 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 yes. He's he he's like I admire him a lot. He he's a very good speaker. Verbal. Verbal orator, like a good yeah orator. He because he's part of his. Um, he's a. Uh, a professional attorney right a lawyer and a very qualified one in a sense I mean not he's gone very far he's been the counselor the federal counselor of the lawyers association of Brazil okay. representing his own state and so that's huge and man I think he's a really good example of how uh, how how he how you should conduct your life like think I've learned so much like responsibility mm. Learning to say no, just some things That's like hard sometimes. Oof, yeah. man! Yeah. Like I really taken like he taught me to limit people out, like just say no to some things. He he gave me that a lot. He enforced and encouraged that on me. It's just been a huge figure, and I'm so glad to have because I only got to know him really like the last years. He, otherwise, he was always there, but never really there. Like, did he try to get closer or build something, or was he always like giving you your space? How was it? No, he did, but he did. He 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 wanted to get in contact, but the distance was was big, and calling international phone calls at that time wasn't really a thing. It's expensive. Only with WhatsApp did we really start calling each other weekly, and I call him weekly at least. Like, he's a. I go to him and. Man, I'm I'm so glad you have a person I can call on my worries. Like, like I, whatever trouble I would have, if I can't figure it out myself, mm. I can I I either try try talking with my mom, but with him especially, man. And it's really really a blessing to have that. And I and I encourage people as well to build stronger relationship with their parents because in, in a way they know you. They know you more than anyone, more, more than more than they know. They know you in a way no one else can will know. Uh, ever, man. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. They saw you go through every phase of your life. Uh, you know. Yeah. So, well, my biological dad didn't, mm. but he still carries the same genes. He the thing, same things. Like I'm very much like him in some things. So yeah. yeah. So he still knows because he knows himself. Yeah. He knows me. Yeah. <laughs> and <No>. it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm, so man, I look at you and like I mean like every every time you try to describe a situation that happened to you, you always mention what you appreciate what you appreciate exactly about that situation. Be it a person or something you've been through. Mm. You said like you appreciate the church, you appreciate growing up here, you appreciate uh, what your stepfather did for you, you appreciate your great grandmother who went to, to <laughs> Brazil, you appreciate your great grandmother that you found out you suddenly have in in Brazil, and you appreciate your father and how you have someone in your life you you call. I think that's that's a good habit to have, even if you're not aware of it. You know, you're you always look at the things and you're like, I'm fortunate that I have this in my life, even if it might mm. be minor, even if it might not be that mm. something that most people would m maybe look at or even consider. 
you see the good that happened to you in your life and how it had a part in shaping you. At least you see how life is mm. happening sort of for you as a son of God mm. rather than it happening <laughs> to you, you know? Which is nice. I just wanted to point that out. No, I hadn't thought about that, but wow. In a way, it is like that. I mean, everything that happens to you is, you can look at it as a curse or a blessing. <laughs> but it, essentially, I think everything that does happen to you, you need to use it in order to go forward. It's, you need to take it, yeah. yeah. Use it, move forward. Exactly. Take the good, leave the bad, just go forward. Yeah. But literally, like, not moving forward, but like, in all your being, go forward. In all your being, go forward. <sighs> it's not that easy sometimes to let go of some things, but it, it comes in. It just comes. Yeah. But it's nice vibes. You mm. know? Like it's good cool, energy. man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, thank you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad and honored to be doing this podcast yeah, with you. I'm happy to have you here. I'm grateful as fuck. Huh? <laughs> grateful as fuck. <laughs> uh, it's been nice. Man. Okay, now, you just, you said something like, in all your being, move forward. Mm. So, we said... Yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to have you on the show, man, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My honor. <laughs> that was uh, that was nice. And I think, like, yeah, moving forward with all your being. Even though at some points, you know, it might be hard to, to find yourself moving forward in, in certain mm -hmm. cases, you know. Some things are mm. holding you back or mainly maybe yourself you're holding yourself back more than than anything i i personally mm. think i'm my own worst enemy most of the mm. most of the time but it's just a matter of you know facing what you fear regardless of the mm. the consequences that you think that might come out of that because you risking risking what you are for who you want to be to move forward is is this also goes back to the theme of sacrifice we talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, what do you think is like the biggest risk you've ever taken with yourself? That, that maybe led to the biggest sacrifice? I don't know. I think I've taken a lot of risks. Some less considerate ones. But, but I don't regret any of them really. They take, they've taken me all this way where I find myself now. Maybe, man, um, I'm living, I think I'm living the risk I chose right now. I'm living it. And the risk I chose was, and <laughs> We're getting deep right now, guys. No, 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 no. This is it. This is it, man. I'll wait for it. This is the best thing, really, that I, that I feel is... It, Nothing has moved me truly as much forward as as this thing, like, and I'll say it in a bit. But really, nothing has. I've never felt as much as excitement, like, uh, will to do things and execute and uh, pursue and uh, realize dreams than ever before. And the thing, like, I really did was, man, I uh, I I became a follower of Christ. <laughs> I really, man, I. I, I realized that through that I be I am a son of God. Like the topic of this, like the theme. It's really changed for me. Like when, when I, I gave my life to Christ and I can go in detail and tell about that, but that was something that 
after that, everything started to happen. Because you saw the universe suddenly manifest every, itself yeah, into your everything was working out. Like yeah. everything was working out. So, no, and yeah. yeah, and like I still have my questions and I have my things I don't understand. Blah 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 blah. But still, like everything started working out. I felt motivated and not like not being under anything. Like I have the right and. Mm. I felt motivated to go truly pursue dreams of mine, like and establish um, a proper goals. relationship between you and your own life as well. Like, yes, like the way I see realistically, it that, realistically yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's like in, in a second you change your entire frame of existence. Like in a second you decided what yeah. the ideal is that you're working towards, and that changed the frame of your relationship and with you and your life. I, I rewired my brain, <laughs> and that's moving you forward in a way that you you're interacting with the world. In a way that's like I see that in mm -hmm. you, you're trying to live to the ideal. You're trying to live to the ideal of Christ, like we talked about. Yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. sure, like, I'm living a good phase in my life right now. It's in, I'm enjoying it a lot, but mm. I, I'm I'm sure there will be a lot, a lot of more hardships. But for sure. But you know, the cool thing, you don't need to go looking for trouble. Mm. It will come if it's supposed to. But don't go looking for trouble. But yeah, that's the that's the. Yeah, that's I, the... I think I do that, dude. I think I put myself in trouble on purpose. Yeah, um, we a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't need to. You don't need to. Really. Like you don't need to read a book, do something. <laughs> don't don't go looking for trouble. <laughs> it will come anyway at some point. So don't go looking for it. Yeah. Take <laughs> like, the take the risks still. Take the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dare to take take risks. And another thing, like I think I've gone gotten myself rid ridden from. Um, Worrying. Okay, so you got rid of worrying. Yeah. Okay. And I can I can explain that. Go ahead. So in um. It came. First, I realized that okay, what's the natural state of being the most I, I want to be in, and it's a state of clear, conscious thinking, la 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 la, being here present. But I thought that was a little hard, like to achieve it through that. But I read in the Bible a passage where it says. I won't remember where it is right now, excuse me, but it says, cast your worries upon the Lord. So, cast your worries upon God. It means everything you feel you're worrying about, deliver it, give it to God, surrender it to God. Because He, he is He's going to work it out in you, with you, and you're never alone in that. And the realization that you are never alone and that you are a son of God, like you're always being cared for is something that is ingrained in, is becoming ingrained in me like realizing that i will worry occasionally but the minute like i was worrying today about a thing about whether or not i'm where i'm gonna live like for the next month i started to worry about that but then i realized i don't need to i will take it seriously i will do the work necessary to find a place to live even that i gave to god like god I started praying immediately. Yeah, God, I'm going to give this to you now. I don't know. You see the worry that is rising in me. But I'm going to cast this worry upon you. And because I know and I trust that through your promises, you're going to deliver. Like, you're going to take care of me every time. And I'll be aware, alert, to see the signs you're putting on my path. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Cast your worries upon the Lord. It well, means be aware of the signs as well. As well, yeah. Oh, and and you learn to look for the signs. You people look at signs differently. They're not the same for everyone. But 
but it essentially means don't you know you don't need to worry you just don't you just don't need to worry you're being guided and taken care for <laughs> yeah, I hope so. yeah yeah i'm sure not everyone feels that way though i think that's a hard one to pull off man i got oxygen i got water i got food i got company i got i, I mean you got that down yeah. those are my basic needs i think if, if i'm missing on one please enlighten me <laughs> and i have my dreams i'm working and like i just want to encourage everyone to work like really work on achieving what you want and if you don't know what you want doesn't matter talk about it open it up be courageous and to take risks to challenge yourself like but do know that whatever you want it it, it demands work man energy yeah cool mm. man that was that was really nice i'm really glad we got to do this walk the My talk in finland walk the talk yeah walk the talk people walk the talk Walk all right talk. that was uh and that was that. <laughs> uh, nah come on uh, man i uh, thought you that uh, joe no joe It's not Jean. Man, Jean is so... Imagine if a lightsaber would do Jean. 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 And you can just repeat that for yourself. Jean. Jean. Jean.